Well, welcome, Calvary students. Thank you, team, for leading us in worship. Man, that was just so good. Tonight, we're gonna be diving into the book of James. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to James chapter three, verse uh, 13 through 18. My name is Jackie, Jackie Garza. I got married in December, and I'm back here with you guys. I'm a community uh, C group uh, leader with our middle school girls. I have the honor and privilege to be with them. But tonight, I also have the honor and privilege to continue uh, tonight's series called Start Strong. And this series is particularly, particularly focusing on Christ-centered perspectives. We live in a world where we have social media-centered perspectives, a, a gratifying, self-gratifying-centered uh, perspective, but tonight, we're gearing on into a Christ-centered perspective. So if you're in the book of James, I hope you guys are, we're gonna be in chapter three, verse 13 through 18. And the title of this part is The Wisdom from Above. So let's go ahead and read it, verse 13. It says, who among you is wise and understanding? Question mark. By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. But, contrast, if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Because such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly and spiritual and demonic. <laughs> For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder and every evil practice. Verse 17, but, another contrast, right? But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. Amen. And so tonight, I wanna go ahead and ask you this first question. Does your Christianity work? It's kind of a strange question, right? Does your Christianity work? Well, based on the book of James, what I mean by that is, are you able to rejoice in trials, right? Are you able to resist temptations? Are you able to be doers, not just hearers, but doers of the word? Are you able to tame your tongue when your heart is like at the height of the emotion? You're like, oh, I have to say this, I have to say this. Are you able to have self-control and not say it? I know I personally have an issue with that. But are we able <laughs> to do that, right? And so James is an epistle of applied knowledge, AKA known as, this is Christianity 101. And we're in chapter three. And so the theme of this book, there's only five chapters, but the theme of this book is faith that works. What I mean by that is, does your, is your faith genuine? Is it real? Is it authentic? And if so, it'll be manifested in your work. If you're a student, then it'll be manifested in your work ethics. You respect your teacher. If you're a daughter or a son, you obey your parents, right? If you're a sister or a brother, you respect one another, even though that may be difficult, right? But is your faith genuine, authentic, and real? 
if we have wisdom, and specifically in this chapter, wisdom that is from above, right, it says, then it must be shown by the way we live. Right now, we're in a season where we're students from seventh grade to 12th grade, where we're in this endurance of this practical application of living a life of applying wisdom, right? In verse 13, it starts with a question. So every time you read your Bible, kind of just want to always like dissect what's there and explore why the author or the writer wrote it this way. So the, the question is, who among you is wise and understanding? In other words, who among you are wise? Who thinks they're wise, right? That's the question. And James is specifically talking to, in this book, teachers. He's talking to um, instructors. He's talking to uh, those who want to or have a passion to tell others how to live. It's kind of sound familiar, right? YouTube influencers, IG influencers, right? Or TikTok, we see it everywhere, right? But wisdom in the Bible is described as it's far more precious than rubies. It's something very special. And I don't want us to get mixed up with knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is basically an accumulation of facts. So it's like, okay, I know this, I know that, I know that story, I know that character, I know that verse, I know this and that and that, right? And we live in a world where we have knowledge at the tip of our hands, but yet we, have, we can't relate to people. We have so much knowledge, but we struggle with relating to people. And wisdom is knowing how to imply that in your life. It's using that knowledge and saying, you know what, I know this verse and saying it out loud and applying it to your life, right? It's, it's applying what you already know. That's the difficult part. I believe that living in wisdom is living in light, not darkness. It's living in life, right? It's living in freedom, not slavery to sin. It's lasting. It's everlasting, right? And so the foundation I want to make tonight, if you have your notes and if you don't have a pen or pencil to write, I really encourage you guys to bring that with you. Then write this down in your phones or somewhere. The foundation is from Proverbs 9, 10. And is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What's the opposite of wisdom? A foolish man, a foolish person. And it says in Psalms 14, 1, the fool says in his heart or her heart, the fool says this, there's no God. But students, we want to encourage you to speak a language that, man, Lord, I have reverence and respect for you, God. And there's the beginning. That's just to start the journey of wisdom. You're not too young or too old, or it's not too late to ask God for wisdom. So the foundation I wanna make is the first thing to living wisely is to have reverence and respect for God. So now that we have that understanding, we're gonna go forward to verses 14 through 16. If you notice, there's like these two contrasts the false wisdom and the true wisdom. And so we're gonna go ahead and counteract it with three um, categories, which is the origin, the operation, and the outcome. Where's the origin of this wisdom? Where's the, op how does it operate? And what is the outcome? What are the results, right? 
And so let's see, verse 14, it says this through 16, if you guys please follow me. 14, but if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder in every evil practice. And so the first category is origin. Where is the origin of false wisdom? It says that it is not from above, AKA it's not from God. It's not spiritual. In fact, it's humanly. It says here, it's described that it is earthly, right? That it is unspiritual and demonic. It says here in Matthew 16, 26, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? In our world, we say, man, I need the approval of people. I need the approval of people liking my posts. I need the approval of people accept, accepting me in their group, in their school group, in this team, in this university for our seniors who are applying, right? Some of us struggle with living with satisfying in our flesh, right? And we believe that if we're accepted, we have all of these things that we've got it all. But it says, what do we gain if we have the whole world, but we don't have Jesus, right? And so the origin is not from above, it's not from God, right? False wisdom, how does it operate? It says here that it operates in bitterness, envy, strife. How many of you guys have ever experienced at school, maybe with your sisters or your siblings, where they're like, dude, I got an A in this math class, like this math exam, or um, hey, like they just passed their, you know, their, their driving license exam. I remember this. And they're like, dude, my parents got me a car. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I have an egg car. Have you guys seen my car? It's like so small. I'm like, what? And like low key, you're like, well, great, you know? And like we have this like bitterness for someone else's good fortune, right? And we need to be careful with that. We have to slow down. That's how it operates. And the outcome of it is it results in confusion. This small seed of bitterness, this small seed of envying can grow into a fruit of confusion. It says that it results in confusion in every evil work. Now, to the contrary, there's not just false wisdom, but there is also true wisdom. So I have good news for you guys. There is true wisdom, and that's gonna be found in verse 17 through 18, which is the rest of this passage. And it says this, it says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, is gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. So remember, origin, operation, and the outcome of this true wisdom. Where's the origin of the true wisdom? It says here in James that it is from above. It's from God. It's heavenly wisdom. If someone were to ask you, hey, like, where can I find wisdom? How can I grow in my wisdom? First thing you're gonna say is you can find it in the Bible, right? In the Bible. And I'm sure you guys have heard this many times, but God gives us instructions in the word. If 
you buy, like for example, if I have like iPhone, like I love iPhones, right? But when we buy iPhones, we're like, sweet, like you got the latest like version, or maybe y'all are Android peeps. Okay, I'm not gonna be hating on you. But if you have a phone or something like that, you're not gonna like open your manual and be like, okay, so how do I do this and that? Like, no, you already know how to charge it. You already know how to turn it on. And you're so excited to use this thing. But reality of it is like this type of technology has so much to offer that we don't really maximize the quality that it offers us. And if you see in a manual, it says, you know, read, read it based on what the manufacturer wrote in the description so you can experience and see how to maximize that. And for us, God is our creator. We've established that and we are his creation. He has given us the word And yet sometimes we just wanna do life, experience it, but then we're like, but why, but why? Why doesn't this work? How could this happen, you know? But God gives instructions in his word. It says in uh, 2 Timothy um, 16 through 17 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. So the next category is operation. How does true wisdom operate? How do you know if it's true wisdom? These are the qualities of it. It is first pure, it's peace loving, it's gentle, compliance, it's full of mercy, and good fruits unwavering without pretense, AKA sincere. It's first pure, it's peace, it's not chaotic, right? It's loving, it's not hateful, it's loving, it's gentle, it's compliant, it's full of mercy, right? Good fruits unwavering, it's consistent, it's faithful, it's always there and without pretense, it's sincere. Right, and what is the outcome? In verse 18, it says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. And meaning it's saying that, man, if you sow peace, right, if you plant a seed that is peace, then we're reaping righteousness of God. If you plant a seed that's apple, you're gonna reap apples. If you um, plant oranges, it's gonna be oranges. And in the same way, if we, plant the seed of peace, then we get the fruit of the spirit of peace. And in the same way, if we, you know, unconsciously or maybe like, you know, by our nature, plant the seeds of bitterness or envy, because that's our nature, then we tend to grow a fruit of confusion. But true wisdom brings us peace and it reaps righteousness of God. So four applications I wanna challenge with you guys in living wisely from James. Is number one, know Christ personally. Man, knowing Christ personally does not stop here. In fact, man, one of the most like personal encounters with Jesus is at home when you're alone with the Bible and maybe some like worship music in the background, but it's knowing Christ personally, right? When you spend time with Jesus, when you spend time with your friends, you, you, you start to like talk like them, you kind of laugh like them, you kind of dress like them, right? You act like them. You're like each other's like twins, right? 
And like when we spend time with Jesus, we, we start to understand a little bit more and more of his heart. What would hurt him? What would please Jesus, right? How does he speak in kindness and love, right? So know Christ personally. Number two, read the Bible obediently. Put it into practice, right? Let's be not just hearers of the word where we're just here, but let's be doers of the word where we're putting it into action. Let's not just be people that have all this knowledge in our head and we could just recite, yeah, today's message was about this, but let's be doers where next time when we come back, we'll be like, man, like I, it was so hard for me to just hold my tongue and not say that, but you know what? By the power of God, like his Holy Spirit, he helped me do that, right? Or how to overcome our trials, not just overcome our trials, but have joy in trials, right? To apply what we read in the Bible into practice. Number three, pray humbly. It says in James 1.15 that if anyone lacks wisdom, you should, does anybody know this verse? You should ask God. And it says, if any of you, it's not just this person and this person who's good. And if you have this category and you fit this you know, description, no, it's if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. And number four, last but not least, fear the Lord reverently. Come before Jesus in reverence and respect, right? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord God, thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word in James. We thank you, Lord, for just teaching us um, how to mature in our faith. Lord, faith that works is genuine, is true, is authentic, God. I just pray that you would just um, grow our hearts and our minds to understand and distinguish what is false wisdom and what is true wisdom. Lord, may we uh, saturate our lives in your word. May we be doers, Lord, and not hearers, God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray uh, for a good time in C group, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.